Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Good morning. Good morning. It's a new day. We are thankful to God. We are alive today. This is the second half of the year. The seventh month of the year. A new month. A new beginning. And with a new beginning, a new hope. So seven months is our month of rest and perfection. And where better to get rest than from the word of God? Today we are looking at preach and teach the word. Nothing more. Today it is difficult to differentiate a church service from the seminar function. Most churches have left the scope of their calling and have delved into something else. The church is for the word. We preach, we teach the word of God. It's not a place for motivational speaking. But the good word of God, undiluted word of God, we do more than transform a life. It will also motivate so if we wish to depopulate hell and populate heaven, we must stick to the Bible as our teaching manual. There is nothing as convicting as the undiluted word of God. Nothing as transforming, nothing as life-changing as the word of God. The word of God is life. The word of God is everything. In the book of John chapter 1, from verse 1 to 5. In the beginning was this word, the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him in nothing, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of man, and the light shines in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. The word of God was with God in the beginning. If we look at Genesis chapter 1 from verse 1 to 3, it said, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and God said, let us make. And God said, let there be light. And light came forth. God said, let there be fishes. They came. Let there be firmament. Everything that God made was made via the world. The world was the vehicle that God passed through to make everything. And so anything that we make outside the world is not of God. The world was of God from beginning. All things were made by him. The word of God gives life. The word of God is light. And this word of God, when spoken into the lives of men, illuminates their hearts. And that is what brings about salvation. The word of God is the anchor that our faith hinges on. And so we must never neglect it. The word was with God from the beginning. 
everything that we see today came out from the word of God. The word of God that we're talking about is Jesus. Jesus was with God from the beginning when the world was created. The world is Jesus and Jesus is the word. The Bible says that the entrance of this world brings understanding and light which can translate to life. He said in him was life and the life was the light of men. Life that translates to light and light that translates to life. In Psalm 107 verse 20, the Bible said that he sent forth his word. The word healed them and delivered them from their destruction. The undiluted word of God is capable of doing so much to the recipient and to the doer of the word. When we hear the word of God, it should bring us healing. It should bring us deliverance. The word of God is what we need for our deliverance. A lot of us are going here and there, elder scatter, looking for men of God to, you know, just lay their hands on us so that we can be delivered from one oppression or the other. Inasmuch as that works at times, but the word of God is what will give you permanent deliverance. Permanent deliverance. You could go to a place and they lay hands on you, come back home and you still remain oppressed after a while. But where you can dwell, if you can dwell in the word of God, if you can make the word of God your tonic for life, you will discover that nothing called oppression, nothing called arrow of the devil can just fly into your system and disrupt your life because you have the word. The word is a sheet. The word is a sword. Praise the Lord. Can you just imagine? It's a double-edged sword. The word of God is powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. And it can cut us on. It can cut, it can pierce into the, to the heart of man. That is why when we minister the word of God, the undiluted word of God, men are broken down in their hearts and repentance you know, comes to play and lives are transformed via the word of God. And so it is important that we dwell in the word of God. Psalm 119105 says that word is a lamb, lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The word of God gives illumination. It gives direction. If you're looking for something in a dark place, you will group for a long time. And once light comes, you just what you have been using your hand to try to, you know, you know, figure out. You just see it lighted out. Speed. The word of God is instrument for speed. And the word of God brings peace. Any word that you hear and puts that puts your heart, you know, takes rest away from your heart. It's not the word of God. The word of God suits. If I can't sleep, all I need to do is plug in the word. Before I say Jack, maybe I'll be hearing the word in my sleep word. I'm gone. The word of God is curative. It relaxes the nerves. 
So let's make the word of God our very good friend. The church is a clinic. And what do clinics offer us? Treatment for our ailment. So why do people remain in the church one year? Instead of getting healed and delivered, they deteriorate in health. Spiritually, their health deteriorates. The key is the word. Billy Graham was a man who God used to populate the kingdom of God and he never preached any message beyond the cross. Because the cross is the crossover from darkness to light. It is a bridge from sin to righteousness, from hell to eternal life. The message of the cross is what leads to salvation and what, and that's what Jesus died for. You know, during Easter period and they play the passion of the Christ, a lot of people give their lives to Christ. Just watching what Jesus went through for them. They just get broken. The word of God breaks. It breaks a man. It softens the heart of a man. That even very, very strong-hearted men become soft in the presence of God because of the word. You come to some of our services and you see big men crying. Men that don't cry at home. But when they come to church, the right word breaks them down. And you see them cry. The message of the cross is what leads to salvation. And that is what Jesus died for. We must not forget that. We must teach, preach the word. Wonder why there are many churches almost in every street, yet iniquity abounds much more. What are we teaching? What are we preaching, people? A lot of people come to church today to connect, to get businesses from the church and from the church members. They are not saved. They've just, they've just be in the environment, making money, duping people in the church. They are there. Some of them thrive in such atmosphere because the word of God doesn't hit their hearts. Because the messages don't convict them of sin. The only thing that can keep me in a church is quality word of God. I get suffocated in the service where only materialism is the focus. God will make you a millionaire. You hear people shout, Amen. <laughs> They're excited. You'll be the first to attain greatness in your lineage. Why do you want to be the first? It's a good prayer. But why must you be the first? It's not Life is not about competition. You understand? Life is not about competition. We are, we are, we are not here to be the first to be the biggest house, the first to have the biggest networks, for whose benefit? If it's not for the kingdom, then it's not It's not a prayer to pray. There are some prayers I don't say amen to. I want to fulfill my purpose on this earth. Whether I am the first to make the million in my family and all that, that is not relevant. What is your purpose? 
why are you here are you fulfilling it then you are prosperous please don't misunderstand my stance on prosperity don't misunderstand i am prosperous I believe in prosperity. The word of God brings prosperity. Nobody that followed the word of God that ended up a mediocre. Abraham followed God's word and he was mighty. Isaac followed the word of God. Joseph followed the word of God. Anyone that dares to follow the word of God will be impactful in life. Will be successful. Solomon never asked for wealth. He only asked for wisdom. And God gave him wealth. He needed wisdom to rule as a king. What you need to rule in your sphere, it may not be money. But when you ask for the right thing, God will give you all the other things that are needed. Our prayer for money is time to ask for money in church. Oh, you see the way people pray. As for money, how to kill their enemies, the way ah, the fire is tough. Yes, the enemies must die. But that is not our priority. Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Every of this thing, all others will follow. Praise the Lord. Because you have to know what your definition of prosperity is. If your prosper your definition of prosperity is how much money you have, then you will definitely pursue money. My definition of prosperity is having enough and you know for yourself, your family, and for people around you, being a blessing to others. But God told Abraham, said, I will bless you. And it shall be a blessing to others. That is prosperity. Do you know that some messages, you know, put people under unnecessary pressure. Some messages we hear, expose our heart to hearing, can put us under pressure. What is your next word? Strategies for making money. Keys to financial advancement. And probably you came to church really, really broke and depressed. And you want to hear something so lifting. And you begin to hear how important it is that you must have money. Yes, for kingdom advancement, yes. It's not everyone that is a kingdom financier. Some people are kingdom financiers. And God will channel the money through them. So, if you're not a kingdom financier and... Oh, now you hear the message and you think, oh, I must have money, I must have money. That's why you see a lot of dubious people in the church. For one night. They are in church. They will say, oh, when I get it, I will go and pay my tithe. I will do my prophet offering. I will, I will do this. Those are great topics that I believe would be a benefit to us as individuals. But I don't sincerely think that is those are Sunday service messages. Ask me why. Lots of people come to church on Sunday to fulfill a ritual. You see many first-timers on Sunday. That day ought to be a harvest day to win souls to God. Do you see any possibility of any altar call after preaching 
those messages. What is your net worth? Strategies for making money. Keys to financial advancement. You know, if altar call is made in so after such messages, it's just to fulfill all righteousness. People that will come out will be very scanty. But when you preach the cross, when you preach the essence of the cross, when you preach the essence of the death, I bet you the crowd will come out. The harvest will be more. It will be more. So such specialized topics should be planned as seminars for other days. For the equipping of the saints, for the perfection of the body. But for so many purposes, the word of God is key. I heard Wisdom say that preaching is for inspiration and teaching is for understanding. When we preach, we inspire. When we teach, we on you know we and we open people's hearts to understand the word of God. So as children of God, we should learn to preach and teach the word of God, the undiluted word of God. I call I still say undiluted because once a a dot is taken out or a dot is added, it becomes adulterated, it becomes diluted. And God has a curse on such people that dilute his word. The word of God should bring us peace. If you hear a word and you become pressured, it's not from God. He said, my yoke is easy and my body is light. When you give your when you are giving your life to Jesus and you suddenly just become under undue pressure, pressure to make money, then the love of money has crept into your heart. The love of materialism has kept into your heart. That's why I like you know prophets like Amos in the Bible. He talked and preached about materialism. He preached against it. You become materialistic when you want to amass, amass wealth and begin to say, I have this, I have that brother, sister. When you die today, then those things are of no significance in your life. You go without them. And so, let's focus on the important thing, the Word of God. It is medicine to the soul. It's the Word of God. It might be bitter in the mouth, but when it gets to the belly, it becomes sweet, it becomes healing. Hide the Word of God in your heart that you will not sin. Desire the Word of God more than your necessary food. And the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. If you are listening to this podcast and you are moved to give your life to Jesus Christ, this is the best thing you can ever do for yourself. Now say this after me. Dear Jesus, I've heard your word. Thank you for your word for me today. I repent of my sins and I ask for forgiveness. From today, I want to live for you and you alone. I turn my back from sin to sin 
and I embrace you. Be my Lord. Come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. In Jesus' name. Congratulations. You just made the Lord your Savior. Dwell in the Word of God. The Word of God is life. Read it, meditate, and do it. God bless you. And for those of others that are listening to the podcast, share it with someone else. And don't forget, the Word of God is, you know, the cross of the matter. The cross is the cross of the matter. The Word of God is the conveyor of the mind and the heart of God for us. Let's embrace the Word of God. Let's pursue the Word of God. And the Word of God will bring us every other thing that we need. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful week and month. I am Ami Imos Tukura. Signing out. Telling you that I love you. I love you. God bless you.